Welcome to the College Investor Audio Show, where we talk about the biggest issues impacting millennial money, from student loan debt to side hustles to building wealth. We will show you how to get out of debt so that you can build real wealth for the future. How to write a financial aid appeal letter. Very interesting show for today. Welcome. So let's get right to it. If your financial aid package falls a little bit short of your need, you can ask the college for more financial aid by sending them a financial aid appeal letter. A financial aid appeal is not like a negotiation, though. It's not like bargaining for a lower price on a car at the car dealership. Nothing like that. But most students do lack leverage to get the college to throw out its financial aid rule book. Good grades and test scores, strong extracurriculars might get a student into a college but aren't enough to earn the student a full scholarship. So to get an increase in the financial aid package, you need to know how to present your financial situation correctly. Merely asking for more money, that's not going to work unless unless your appeal is supported by documented special circumstances. A successful financial aid appeal is based on providing the college financial aid administrator with relevant new information about special circumstances that affect your ability to pay for college. So let's take a look at that. What is a special circumstance? Okay, so a special circumstance is a situation that affects the students and the family's ability to pay for college. There are three main types of special and unusual circumstances. A change in income from the year upon which financial aid is based. So the Free Application for Federal Student Aid, or FAFSA, is based on two-year-old income and tax information from the prior, prior year. Kind of silly, I know. For example, the 2023-24 FAFSA is based on income and taxes from 2021. Changes in income can be caused by job loss, pay cuts, retirement, and the death or disability of a wage earner. A change in income can also be caused by divorce or separation and the end of child support or even social security benefits when a child reaches the age of majority. Lots of stuff going on there. Extenuating circumstances that are different from the typical family. This can include high unreimbursed medical or dental expenses, high dependent care costs for a special needs child or elderly parent, and private elementary and secondary school tuition for a younger sibling. It can also include financial disasters, such as those caused by a natural disaster or other factors beyond the family's control. And we talked about it a little bit, but dissolution of the family relationship between the students and the parents, a little bit different than divorce or separation. So a dependency override to reclassify a dependent student as an independent student can be justified by the long-term incarceration or hospitalization of both parents court protection from abuse orders against the parents, abandonment, or the parents' whereabouts are unknown. So those special circumstances can also include adjustments relating to the need to exclude unusual one-time increases in income, such as volatile income, like self-employment income, unusual bonuses, unusual capital gains, Roth IRA conversion, lottery winnings, Hardship distributions from retirement plans, inheritances, and insurance settlements, all of those things. But generally, the increase in income should be temporary and a one-time event that is not reflective of ability to pay during the academic school year. On the other hand, high debt payments like from a credit card or mortgage, those are generally not considered to be special circumstances. 
Unwillingness to borrow is usually not a good basis for a financial aid appeal either. Special circumstances don't include tithing, charitable contributions, and family vacays. Most college financial aid administrators will not make an adjustment because of discretionary choices by the family, though most will make an adjustment to income when a student quits a job to go to school full-time. So keep that in mind, too. Do your research first. So use the U.S. Department of Education's College Navigator tool to review key financial aid data for the college, average institutional grants or scholarships for freshmen in the financial aid tab. If the grants and scholarships in your financial aid package already exceed the average, there might be less room for an adjustment. Average net price for your income range. Subtract this from the total expenses in the tuition, fees, and estimated student expenses tab to compare with the grants and scholarships in your financial aid offer from the college. Be sure to distinguish grants and scholarships from student loans and student employment. Use the college's net price calculator to play what-if games, such as the impact of a change in income, assets, or demographic variables. Contact the college's financial aid office to ask them about their financial aid appeals process. Some colleges have standardized forms for financial aid appeals. Others might ask you and or your family to write a letter to the financial aid office. And then your next step is to gather the documentation. Gather all the independent, third-party documentation to support the financial aid appeal. So the documentation must be relevant to the special circumstances, of course. Some documentation will provide information about the financial impact of those special circumstances that we talked about earlier. Examples include maybe a job layoff notice, proof of the recent application for or receipt of unemployment benefits and medical bills. Include all the copies of the documentation, not originals, with the appeal letter. Only, only copies. The documentation will not be returned to you after consideration of the appeal is complete. And then, write the letter. Keep the financial aid letter short and to the point. The financial aid office doesn't really want to read your entire life story. The appeal letter should be no more than two pages long, and ideally, just a single page. Start with a single sentence that says why the FAFSA does not adequately address the family's financial circumstances. This sentence can say that the financial or the family's financial circumstances have changed or that the family has an unusual financial situation that the FAFSA doesn't address. Follow this with a bulleted list of the special circumstances that affect the family's ability to pay for college. You're not writing a novel, remember. Use one bullet point per special circumstance. Each bullet point should contain a single sentence description of how the special circumstance has affected the family's financial situation. Be specific as to dollar amounts and dates. So, for example, if a parent was laid off, State the date the layoff became effective, the old income, the new income, and the difference. If the parent received severance pay, state the amount and duration. It can be helpful to include a table that shows all sources of income each year. And it doesn't hurt to share better financial aid reward letters from other colleges, too, so long as you are polite about it. But very few colleges will match aid offers from other colleges, especially if they don't compete with the college for students or the other colleges just you know, richer. Send a separate letter to each college to which the student is applying. Send the appeal letter with delivery confirmation or check tracking 
follow up a week later to ask if they received the letter and whether they need any more information. Although the CSS profile form, which is used by less than 200 colleges for awarding their own financial aid funds, does have a built-in question about special circumstances, might be a good idea to send a separate appeal letter in addition to answering this question. When to appeal for more financial aid. Let's dive in there. So send a financial aid appeal letter as soon as you know about the special circumstances. So for example, if you or your parent loses a job in the middle of the school year, you can appeal for more financial aid right then. It's best to file the appeal as soon as possible. A lot of colleges have contingency funds to handle mid-year appeals, but these funds may get depleted as time passes during the academic year. Only file an appeal when the special circumstances have occurred or will definitely occur. Anything else will be considered to be speculative and the college financial aid office will tell you to wait until that special circumstance has actually happened. For example, if you expect a decrease in income because you're planning to retire, most colleges won't consider the appeal until you've actually retired or changed your employment status. On the other hand, if you expect child support to end because the child will reach the age of majority in the middle of the academic year, that should be mentioned in the appeal letter. Okay, here's how to appeal for more merit aid. Okay, the purpose of merit aid is to recruit academically talented students. Academic scholarships are usually handled by the admissions office, not the financial aid office. These scholarships are awarded automatically based on the information on the college admissions application, such as the student's GPA and test scores. If you didn't satisfy the criteria for a merit scholarship when you applied for admission, but your grades and or test scores have improved, ask if you can qualify for some merit aid. As, you know, at some colleges, a change in academic performance before the student enrolls can lead to merit aid. If you ask for it, just ask. So what happens next? All right, let's say you did all the, all the stuff that you needed to do, and after the college financial aid administrator actually gets the financial aid appeal letter, they're going to ask for more information if they need it. Then the financial aid administrator, or sometimes a committee, will review the letter to determine whether the special circumstances justify an adjustment. This part of the process may be subjective. If the financial aid office decides that the special circumstances do justify an adjustment, the adjustment will be based on the financial impact of the special circumstances. This part of the process is very formulaic. For example, a change in income may result in a change in income and tax liability on the FAFSA. In some circumstances, the adjustment will be made to the college's cost of attendance, such as to accommodate special needs expenses, above-average textbook costs, or dependent care costs. In most cases, an adjustment will be made to the data elements on the FAFSA. This may lead to a new expected family contribution, or EFC, or Student Aid Index, SAI, which may lead to a new determination of financial need, which may lead to a new financial aid package. Yikes! <laughs> but what if the new aid offer is still too low? The financial aid formulas lead to a harsh assessment of ability to pay, but... Sometimes the new financial aid package doesn't even come close to addressing the change in circumstances. If the new package is completely unrealistic, tell the office it's not enough. During the pandemic, colleges offered families a token adjustment to see if the family would accept it. When the family rejected it, 
the colleges revealed the real adjustment. For example, one family had a $25,000 decrease in income, but the college offered only, get this, 500 bucks in more financial aid. When the family pointed out that this just wasn't enough, the college responded with seven grand in additional financial aid. Yeah, that's still harsh. But colleges don't provide a dollar-for-dollar increase in aid. Rather, only about 3000 per 10000 drop in income, just so you know. You can sanity check the financial aid offer using the college's net price calculator as well. All right, let's talk about some common mistakes. The number one mistake most students and families make is to not appeal for more financial aid. Some families don't appeal even though they might have qualified for more aid. If there's anything unusual about your family's financial situation or their cash flow or anything that's changed in the last two years, file an appeal. Some people believe that all they really need to do is say how wonderful the student is and ask the college for more money. This just won't work, unless the student is truly exceptional, such as a student who won the Olympics, or a Nobel Prize, maybe. Perfect admissions, test scores, high grades, high class rank, just simply not enough. Don't ask for a specific amount of money. Financial aid adjustments are, are formulaic based on the financial impact of the special circumstances. If you ask for a special amount or specific amount of money, and it's less than the calculated adjustment to financial aid, you will get that money, and you'll get less money than you actually deserve. Telling the college that they're the student's first choice won't make a difference, especially if you say that to, you know, every college. They don't do this by emotion. It's all formulaic. Let's take a look at some more resources real quick. So there's a tool called Swift Student that helps you write a financial aid appeal letter. It's awesome. The letters are pretty good, too, but there's just one problem. It assumed that there is only one special circumstance. <laughs> but when it rains, it pours. A lot of families are affected by multiple special circumstances. For example, if a parent loses their job, they may also lose health insurance or have to pay COBRA premiums. Or worse, they'll lose their job because they got cancer or another serious medical situation. So to address this limitation, use the SWIFT student tool multiple times, once for each special circumstance, and then just combine the results. This podcast, by the way, is based on the article, in part, on the best-selling book, How to Appeal for More College Financial Aid. You can check out the free downloadable tip sheet on how to appeal for more financial aid on the book's website, which we link to all of the resources we talked about today, to thecollegeinvestor.com. Copy and paste the title of this podcast right into the search bar and you'll find everything you need to know and more. Also, follow us on social media. We're everywhere. Just search for us and you'll find us. We'd love to get to know you too and help you along in your journey. Thanks again for stopping by today and we'll talk to you again real soon.